Money, 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 money. Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kid's pastor share their messy attempt at raising a Christ-centered family. We may not know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. I am Kathleen. Here with my husband, Joel, who is also you here. You introduce me. That's I was trying to come up with a different way of doing it, but it, <laughs> uh, you wanted to introduce me to something other than your husband. Here with my partner in life, the father of my children, the yin to no my proof yang. Of that. You've seen the wake up in the morning. I've seen one of them wake up in the morning. <laughs> Who do you think is the worst waker upper? Oh, definitely the older one. Yeah. This morning, the little one has the a good look. Little though. one jumped out of bed <laughs> uh, before I got out of bed, and then I got out of bed, spent an hour getting ready for work, came back into the bedroom, turned the light on, and the older one went and rolled over and stayed asleep. What was he? Would, Levi was showing you something today. He kept showing me something. And pretzels. Then, pretzels and what they were shaped like. Yes, they and were he, pretzels. He very cleverly thought that a Jack Leonard pretzel looked like gecko and actually it totally did look like gecko not a gecko but gecko from pj mask yeah, fair enough if you don't get that reference why are you listening to this podcast <laughs> uh today we are talking about something super awkward but really awesome and that is me well you are super awkward but we were talking about money. really awesome we were talking about money today um specifically we are talking about it's jesus's favorite subject it really is it was like overwhelming amount of scripture about money it's the word he uses the most money 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 um it is saving stewardship and giving there's like lots of issues around money and by the way lots of scripture around money beyond what we're talking about today but those are the three areas we're covering today. jesus tends to have strong opinions about money and it's never keep it keep it and buy yourself something pretty you know that's amazon amazon always (laughs) thinks i should buy myself something get yourself a little something um but so, before we get to that, yeah, let's let's do the family check-in. Welcome to the family check-in. Check in with your family. Go see how they're doing. Make sure they're fine. Are you fine? How are you? I'm fine today. Yesterday was like one of the hardest days. Yesterday sucked. Yesterday was Dunk. so bad. Yesterday we woke up in the morning, but the first thing was Levi puked. Only once, just enough to ruin the whole day. <laughs> but all um, over the floor, so we got to clean that up. So he puked. Work. But yeah, oh, yeah, that's not a big deal. It took ten minutes to clean it up. It also meant I had ten hours at home with him that I otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, so just that was fun. Setting the scene. <laughs> and then uh, Joel got about halfway to work, and his tire exploded on his motorcycle. Wait, let me tell this part of the story. Go back. Tire went flat. Uh. I pull over to the side of the road. And then I called the insurance company. Well, first I did their automated system that didn't work. So then I had to call them and just bash zero until I broke my finger. Finally got through to a person. They said, okay, help's on the way. Tow truck guy called me like two minutes later and said, okay, I'll be there in no more than 10 minutes. I was very excited. 15 minutes later, he calls. Oh. Traffic's really heavy this morning at at 8 a.m. on the main freeway. (laughs) Uh, But I'll be there in a 10, no more than 10. So 20 minutes later, he shows up. And he is 
no idea what he's doing. I don't know how he's a tow truck driver. And maybe he hasn't done motorcycles before. No, it wasn't that part of it. It was like getting the chains out of his car, putting his straps together. Like maybe everything just new. took him forever. Maybe he's new. Oh, goodness. Maybe Anyways, so I was in the fast lane when my tire went flat. So I had to pull over to the side, caused a little slowdown on the freeway. And then the tow truck guy came in, caused a little slowdown on the freeway. And it's a part of the freeway where there's a turn. So you kind of come around the turn and You're boom. You're the worst. You're the worst person Wait, on the freeway. It gets better. So the tow truck driver guy takes me home. I get in the car. I drive. Get stuck in my own traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, then, then Kathleen no, touched no, a computer. No. And so it broke. No, 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 no. Stop. Then we went. Then I went to AMPM where I always get my coffee. And um, my card got declined twice. Which we realized this is a this is a bank account that we literally have in place for I get my paycheck into it, certain things come out of it, and it, it goes back to like close to zero every single month and it's just kind of a revolving paycheck. And the only other thing that comes out of it are debit purchases like AMPM coffee. And um we did Ironically, our math wrong. We're talking about money this week. And we um overdrew the bank account, which means for thirty I'm like budgeting neurotically and we spent thirty five dollars on being stupid. And um, then I spent the next three hours trying to transfer some photos over from my phone to a computer and I had to update iTunes and I had to update. Um, I Y'all don't, know. don't let Kathleen touch your computer. It took three hours. It was terrible. I literally terrible. brought my computer in here after you touched it to set this up and I had to end up force closing everything and restarting yeah, it. Everything was so funky for me. <laughs> anyway, not, yeah, it's working also, fine now not that- only did it take three hours, but. Levi was home the whole time, and we forgot to mention we didn't have internet. So I oh, was yeah, home working. So I was home working with a three and a half year old and no TV. Yeah, I work we don't have regular TV. I work five hours on Tuesday, so I couldn't entertain him with TV. He was especially needy, so it would say like every like ninety seconds or so he would ask for something. Um, because of the illness. I mean, let's not let's not be too harsh on the kid. It's so hard to be a working parent, though, and to be home with a kid and try to work. Like, I appreciate that he wasn't even really sick, though. I don't know what he did. The little punk wasn't even really sick. Even though it was just like the worst day. It was just, it was the worst day. And The worst. And uh, so I woke up this morning and I was like, let's reset. Um, I don't know what the scripture is. Dear like, Lord, let today be a better day. Well, I, and the funny thing is I stopped every time I said it couldn't get worse tomorrow. I like just stopped myself because I'm like, okay, we're not even going to say that. It could get worse. Yeah. A snake could bite you on the nose. <laughs> like imagine the exact situation you're in, but a snake is biting your anyway, nose. Anyway, it was terrible. Today was much better. Um, I feel reasonably human. And <laughs> I, I was like, we, we had um, a, uh, our like first, ter- first Tuesday, we have a church service and I went yesterday and I went because I always go because I want to support the ministry, but also, um, and it's my only chance to worship during the month, but also I just like, I just needed a break from Levi. I had to, I had to get away from him. I love him. I love him so much, but if I didn't get away from him, it would have been bad. And so, um, I took Dane to the, to the church, to the service and left you at home with him. Thank the Lord. Um, and on that note, I'm doing fine. Okay, you piped in occasionally there. Also, well, you meant to ask how I was doing. How are you? Oh, I was supposed to go visit my parents this weekend or oh, visit yeah, my mom right. anyways, but that didn't work out. And that's a little sad, but also it means I don't have to drive 19 hours to go see them. Don't They're exaggerate. Only six hours away. Yeah. 
But it's a long six hours when you have a kid. It's not six. It's five Anyways, now. so that kind of is a wash, I guess. But, yeah. I My dad bought me a new saw for my birthday when he came to visit, and that's fun. Is it, though? Yeah. It's almost my birthday. I'm getting my motorcycle repaired for my birthday. Happy birthday. We did have a speaking of money as we as we transition into this, we had we've been budgeting and he came home and he's like, well, I guess I got to get new tires. And I said, oh, that's not in the budget. So it was at this point that yesterday we stopped recording (laughs) Uh, because there was a misunderstanding. There was a misunderstanding about the tires and it turned out it was kind of a deeper misunderstanding about the motorcycle generally (laughs) um and so we had a hour a good conversation an hour-long conversation and i think everything like that we talked about for the last five minutes that happened tuesday tuesday and then it kind of wore us and we were just worn out and i think also you remember those old was it a gatorade commercials where they bonk i think i just bonked and we were like having a fight while I was bonking. And then and then today you came home from work and you were like ready to like engage me and be a good spouse. And I just like blankly stared at you in exhaustion. And you tried to get me to go to the bedroom to like lay down. And I like couldn't even process what to do. You were very do. mad at me for suggesting you do something. <laughs> you don't <laughs> like when I suggest no, and, you do things. And here, that's true. But the other thing I... um. I don't like is that every single weekend on Saturday and Sunday, I spend a significant amount of the day sleeping in my room by myself while you're alone with the kids. And I haven't let that seep into the week as much. And so the idea that you would come home on a weeknight and I would already need to. It was an exceptional week and hopefully. I know, but I just really do feel like it's encroaching. I feel like I already sleep more than a normal person. Like I, I have this like absolute need to crash that other normal people don't and it's bad enough that i'm missing like half the weekend for it but then to have it seep into the week is very depressing i think parents are just tired i could probably take on a more active role of getting the kids out of our bed at night i, I just can't do I it i think that would help it's not like i can't do it emotionally i don't have the physical ability to i don't have the mental ability so maybe you use your mental ability <laughs> and wake me up and then i'll get them out of the bed and once they've fallen back asleep, they usually stay out. Oh, and I think true. that would help our sleep a lot. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it is the, the they, cumulative effect of them coming into our bed every single night and kicking us in the face. It's been a couple of weeks now. Oh, a couple of weeks? Are you kidding me? You are delusional. It has been like three straight months of them in our bed every single night. It's just going to be... I, you Positive. just said a, a couple of weeks like it was a surprise. I'm like, no, it's been, it's been. It's been a, a run of it's them been just coming to bed every It has night. been months and it has been, if, if one of them sleeps in their bed the whole night, it's like maybe once out of every two weeks. And that's yeah. only if one of them, I don't think we've had a night where both of them have stayed the in their is. bed. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's been really rough. But for right now, we should probably do this podcast. <laughs> sure. Today we are talking about... Money. Um, we are talking about saving, money, 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 money. managing, and giving, um, which is not the full picture of money, but that's what we've decided. That is the bite we decided to take today. We don't want to do a two-hour podcast. We lose mean, all our listener, and we literally don't have the stamina for it. <laughs> we um, don't have the time for it. So to get started, I wanted to talk about our overall financial situation. 
Um, particularly that we have a Joel works a professional job. He is a lawyer is his day job. You say professional job, but I'm going to be honest. Am I really that professional? No, you're not. But you do work a professional <gasps> I'm job. I'm very professional. But he work. works for the state, so he doesn't make super bank. But it also means we have great um, health benefits that we don't worry about, and we have um, at least something going away to retirement yeah. um, that is strong. I don't make as much as if I were at a private firm, right. but I make a very good living. Certainly, we can support ourselves, and well, we have good benefits. So when Levi has a kidney issue, we can go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, I work. Um, Half time at the church I have, um, and it's a very supportive church, so I can't complain about um, ministry salaries the way that I think other people could. Um, but on top of that, we both have law school debt, um, over $200,000 combined. Um, we get about I, a mortgage worth. Yeah, more than our mortgage, a lot more than our mortgage, actually. And we got a killer deal in our house. That's relevant. We get help from my parents to do really luxury things like some trips, and they help pay for the kids' mm -hmm. piano lessons. And, um, the reason I bring all of this up is I listen to, I've been listening to a lot of financial podcasts lately as I'm working through budgeting. And I find that if they don't share their financial situation, like not like exactly how much they make, but to give me a general sense of what they're working with, I just like blow off their advice. I want to know if I can relate to them and if they are make a lot more than me or if they have a lot less than me. I want to know how to scale their advice yeah. for my own situation. And I just think it's really disingenuous to give um, like financial advice to people like us if you have $8 million in the bank. Um, <laughs> not that I have what anyone in mind. What are you listening to? Yeah. Mm, so that being said, if you were going to give us an overall financial score, what would your financial score be? Overall, I think we're okay. We're, I think we're at a Okay, I'm sorry. One six, through ten, Joel. Yeah. I was kidding. <laughs> Patience. I didn't, I didn't clarify. It's to lead be, up. I didn't. I didn't clarify. To be fair. Yeah, I think probably a six as far as we we haven't been paying super close attention to our money. We've been vaguely keeping an eye on where we're at, and we've been doing a good job of living within our means. Generally, we you know we don't go out a lot, and when we do go out, we don't tend not to go to like. Real restaurants. Yeah, we consider like In and Out a pretty fancy dinner. Nah, In and Out's normal. I think Chipotle's the fancy one. Oh yeah, uh, but but like so for example, twenty dollars on a meal or thirty dollars on a meal for the family is a lot. That's what we consider a substantial. And you like to buy lots of clothes, but you and tend you like to buy, to buy lots of cords and you tend electronic to buy thrift things. store clothes, and I tend to buy electronic things on sale. So it probably comes out about the same. But when we're talking about electronic things, we are talking about like smart lights. We're not talking about big screen TVs. Yeah, or like a, a $15 nice... smart light as yeah. opposed to, <laughs> a, although I did buy a big screen TV, but that's because we needed a new TV. Um, Even that was way less than I expected it to be. So. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's what, that's what I would say. I guess a five or a six would be where I would say. And I would say that the main strength we have is that we do not live a luxurious life. We have never been... Um, we've only been on a plane once since our kids have been born and that was, uh, paid for by my parents for a funeral. Um, that's partially because I hate planes well, but and I make you drive to LA. Yeah. But driving to LA is economical too. Yeah. M at least up until like right now. Um, and most of our vacations are to my parents' house. And or to Disneyland. Yeah. We don't, we <laughs> and, don't go to the Bahamas. But yeah. And to be fair, we have been lucky and our kids have been lucky to do um, certain vacations because my parents have 
covered and helped us pay for certain things. Um, things that we would never yeah. be, we would never have chosen to do um, because of the way we live our life generally. But our kids have been really lucky to get to experience. Our kids were overall pretty lucky with yes. their grandparents. Yes, very and the much experiences so. Their grandparents give them. Um, so we're good at living within our means. We're not good at keeping an eye on our money. We're not particularly good at um, the like non-forced saving. Um, we have money going into scholarship for the kids. We have money going into your retirement. We have money going into, um, they're like, oh, we have, we, you know, we have life insurance, but like we those- set up systems and those <laughs> systems work. But if the money is accessible, we use it. Um, so that's why I would say the score doesn't go much yeah. higher than a five or a six. We tend to save up and then do something and not something big, but something like we built a deck. And we built it, so it was, you know, economical, but yep. we built a deck or, you know, we'll paint a room or something. We, we tend to put money back into the house or back into the kids. Speaking of savings, what would you give us as a score from 1 to 10 on savings in particular? This is a tricky one because <laughs> I actually just thought of we do have a forced saving system that we set up. Are you, are you going to say our tax return? Yes. <laughs> Because we had a year counts. where we got beat on the taxes, and we decided we're not doing that again. And it had to do with we claimed too many ones instead of zeros or something. So we, we zeroed had, out. We had a, we changed jobs. Yeah, and it was complicated. We ended up zeroing out everything. We haven't changed it back since we had kids, and so we save a, a few dollars a month every month by. Basically, we we are paying the government to take money away from us because we can't trust ourselves. <laughs> and people are like, "That's a free loan to the government." I'm like, "Yeah, but we are not good at saving yes, our money, and if no, we give it to the it's government, not a loan. it is a service that they offer <laughs> that we are paying them whatever three percent interest or whatever they get off our money, whatever we'd get in the bank." But to be clear, every time we get that check, we're like, "Ooh," <laughs> and then we go and do something well, with it, it. I mean, this year was the deck. The tax return paid for the deck. Okay, and. The trip to my brother's wedding, which yeah, we haven't gone on yet, but we did buy the tickets. Other than that, though, we're not. We're, we do pretty well, and then we do terribly. It's kind of a little bit of a roller coaster. I actually went. Uh, we save up a few dollars, save up a few dollars, and then we redo re- our kitchen, redo, the kit, or redo, redo the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, and then we save up a few dollars, save up a few and dollars, are, dollars, and then I will we say have a tire blowout. Most then, of our most of our big spending items when we save up and spend is reinvestment in the house, which is not nothing either it's not a terrible investment we're not getting 100 percent out but we're but we're at least not throwing the money away yeah parties and food or whatever people do when they're cool yeah we're spending it on making our house a little nicer for us and our kids so here's the thing about the bible and saving i read through a lot of scripture with regard to um looking for like an incentive to save or like saving is good and the the theme that came up over and over again is like, well, don't be dumb. Um, make good choices, plan for the future, um, and be like an ant. The Bible has like a few references to being like an ant and being prepared for the winter kind of thing. But it's not like a super big Jesus didn't go like, and also make sure you save for he, he retirement. Actually wrote a whole speech about considering the sparrows and the flowers in the field and Trusting in God and not trusting in yourself and not trying to accumulate that wealth. Not just not trying to accumulate it, but it's that it, Jesus said to him, this is Matthew 19, 21 through 24. 
If you would be perfect, go and sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. And when the young man who happened to be rich heard this and he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah, I think Jesus knows us pretty well. (laughs) And right, it's not that money is the thing, right? Having money isn't going to make you evil, but we with the when you have a lot of something, you get protective of it and it becomes important. And your treasure on earth becomes important. And it's Matthew 6, you know, says, Don't build up treasures on earth where they can be eaten and destroyed. You cannot take it with you where it matters. Build up treasures in heaven where it can't be destroyed or stolen or eaten. And that's the, you know, build up treasures in heaven. Don't, what are you doing with this on earth? The money has become the point for you. And he's like, just give it away. And the guy was sad, not because he couldn't go to heaven, but because he couldn't give, couldn't give away his money. Yeah, I think it's that the idea of thinking about saving, you do want to be wise and you want to be um, responsible because honestly, it's a way of, of, of loving others is taking care of yourself. Um, when you, um, when you create your own safety net, um, you are showing respect to the people who would otherwise have to cover for you. But, um, when you're thinking about saving it, it really is Jesus points to eternity and not to the moment of, he says, this is not where it matters. Do not build up that pile of money here. Um, thinking that it's going to save you or it's going to change you. I am going to save you. And um, when we're talking about saving and we're talking about um, what Jesus thinks of saving, you've got to thread the needle between being a responsible human and um, not letting that saving, that number on your bank account become God to you yeah. or become the place where your trust where you have your where you put your trust. It's important to remember that money is a way we exchange things of value. It doesn't have value in itself. It's not the important thing. People are important. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a Dane Demant quote. He said it again when he was going to sleep tonight. Speaking of stewardship, we should probably We weren't speaking of stewardship. We were. We were talking about being taking care of money and, you know, using it as a tool. Speaking of stewardship of our money. We weren't talking about stewardship. I felt like we were moving towards stewardship. Slick we should talk transition. about stewardship. What do you mean by stewardship? That's an excellent question. How we, <laughs> what we do with our money, where our money goes, what we do with the tool we have. God okay. has given us something. Oh. He's given us money. What do you do with it? How do you take care of it? And how do you use that blessing to take care of others? What's your definition of stewardship? My definition of stewardship is how you um, make the best of what God has given you, right? If you have, God has given us a certain amount of blessings, um, how are we holding it, growing it, and using it um, to to bring the kingdom of God? And um, if I were going to give us a score on a scale from one to 10, I would give us a recently popped up four or so, <laughs> um, because before, like a month ago, we were not managing our money in any mm. meaningful way, in my opinion. I Well, we, we weren't. Yes. I was watching it, but I wouldn't say I was managing it other than our, you know, life insurance and, and retirement stuff and the kids' college stuff. 
we've managed that. So I think we get to a four or five. Maybe. I. It's just, so this last month, um, our pastor did a kind of a push for like, I'm going to say it's a push for tithing, but it isn't a push for tithing. It's a push for like giving to that next step. So it was basically like, if you aren't giving, getting you to giving, if you are giving, getting to evaluate whether your giving is consistent with where your heart is. And if you're, if you can move towards tithing or move beyond tithing and give more. Tithing being the Old Testament, giving 10% of your income. Right. So, so just like trying to take people on the next step. And for me, like I realized through it that our giving was nowhere near um, what I wanted, but the underlying issue was not where my heart was. The underlying issue was I did not have any sense at all of what we had coming in every month what we had going out automatically every month and what we were spending our money on every month, except for that I knew our our um, savings wasn't consistently going up. It was just kind of holding like not paycheck little... to not paycheck to paycheck, but like yeah. just barely holding at a like sort of like, so I just, I needed to know what we were doing. For instance, paying for the podcast. If you'd like to donate to our <laughs> <laughs> um, The story that Jesus tells about this is the parable of the talents where he gives like three, it's not, he doesn't do anything. He tells a story of a master who gives um, f- five, two, and one. I'm like, no, I think, one, five, ten? Nope, because that's what they, they get out of it. I believe it's five, two, and one. He gives one servant, one talent, one servant, two talents, and one servant, five talents. The one that gets five turns it into ten. The one that, point being, the two and five guy get like multiply their money and the one guy buries it in the ground and doesn't do anything with it. So it's not just a matter of God wanting you to protect what he's given you. He wants you to go use what he's given you. He wants you to be savvy with what he's given you. He wants you to dream big with what he has given you. He wants you to do something with what he has given you. And what we were doing was like shuffling it around meaninglessly and not paying any attention to that part of our spiritual life. Because we were kind of okay and things were working things out. Things were fine and yeah. I didn't have to be intentional. But but the the equivalent we weren't I think being if, intentional. If we were Ooh. paying attention to that story, it's like, well, who were we really being? It's like, well, we were being the like, I don't want to think about it yeah. guy. And we um, should have listened to this podcast about being intentional about things. <laughs> um so if we were being the I don't want to think about it guy, I'm just gonna bury it in the ground and not worry about it, then we needed to change something about the way we were managing our money. We um I will give a little bit of of a plug here um the budgeting apps now are fantastic they're connected to our credit card and we only have one credit card in our bank accounts so i just add our transactions i spend about 90 seconds a day managing our transactions and about an hour a day texting me about all my <laughs> transactions but it's it's, it's, it's i have caught i in the first month i caught about 30 uh, no, way more than that. About $150 in uh, mistaken charges. Um, I realized that some big things about the way our money was flowing and, and things that I needed to change and where I could cut and where we could make some um, adjustments. And um, so we are using every dollar, which as much as I roll my eyes every time I think about Dave Ramsey and kind of accidentally downloaded this app, I really do like the app. The app is very good. Is it Dave Ramsey's app? It is Dave Ramsey's app. Uh. And not only that, we paid, I think it's like $130 a year to use the app. Um, but you Ironically. better. Yeah. No, except for the thing is the investment in it 
right, means that I will not blow this off because I have so much guilt and dropping $130 that now I will at least use the app for as long as we have paid for it. Um, so that I think that that really t- teaches me something about them. Like you buy into it, you get your skin in the game and then you stick mm-hmm. with it. I think that $130 is going to be money really well spent just because I'm going to continue to pay attention to it. So the reason you spent $130 and are tracking every <laughs> breath I take started with wanting to give more or be better about giving. What What's our giving score? Our giving score right now is very easy to me because I know how much we should be giving a month and how much we are giving a month. And so I would give us about a 3.5 out of 10. <laughs> um, okay. My goal is to double our giving in 2020 and then in the next maybe I haven't made a goal for 2021 but I think at a certain point I'd like to tithe um, I would like to get to tithing and um, and the reason for that is uh, the 10% tithe yeah the 10% I think a lot of people think of tithing as just the money you give to church oh sorry I think of tithing as like the the keyword that means 10% is, yeah. um, so if you look to second corinthians 9 7 Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I love, I love God. Um, I, I, my heart is so in it and my giving does not match it. Um, And as soon as I realized that, like, I'm like, we need to do something because I want to give more. And I just didn't feel confident with our finances and what I knew about our finances to yeah. be able to just up our giving and hope for the best, which was good because we did overdraw our bank account on Tuesday. Um, so it would have been a bad idea to just double our giving, but I am confident that by the end of the year, I'll have a, my arms around our budget so that we can increase our giving um, come January. And that was, that was the big step that we wanted to take. Mm-hmm. How about you? What do you feel about our giving? Do you even know what we give? Yes, I know exactly. What okay. We give. I just wasn't sure. But I also think we give, other than just our weekly to the church, yeah, we but give we should be called. To, we are called to do that. I know, but I'm just saying. I think we, I think we do a little better than a three point five, particularly if you give us credit for non-monetary giving. But monetary giving, we do need. That's just an excuse to not give. We need to give more. Yeah, I agree. I, which is why I'm on board with the crazy. Yeah. That's going on. Yeah, no, I appreciate that you're on board with what. And I think I like the cheerful the giver, the cheerful giver scripture because it's there's a lot of like, oh, give till you hurt, give till you know, oh, you should give even if it's painful. N- no, if it if it's painful to give and you can afford it, you need to change your heart before you change your giving. I mean, maybe change your giving because you should be, but like you need to work on your heart there, and I think that's the thing. Becoming a more cheerful giver. There are times I am a cheerful giver and times I am a not faithful. reluctant giver. Faithful, faithful giver. That I, I need to work on cheerful giving more. Particularly my weekly giving is more mechanical than cheerful. Yeah, it's more mechanical than cheerful. One of the things But I, if it weren't mechanical, it wouldn't happen because we tried that. One one of the things I that I do well is when they when they ask for I did a children's sermon once where um, I don't remember what it was, but the kids w- ended up being in charge of how much I gave at the end of the children's sermon. And that was so easy for me because, 
um, whatever number they came up with or whatever, I forget how it worked out, but I was like, I'm teaching them to give cheerfully Mm -hmm. and to like, not think about it and to not worry about it. And to me, that was very valuable. And, and, and also the money was going to the church and the same thing happened. This is a very interesting thing. We will not pay for childcare for our children ever. Um, because like, you're crazy. I just, I hate paying for babysitters, even though I love my babysitters, I hate paying for it. And, but when our Cambodia mission team was offering like a parent's night out to cover their mission costs, I was like, sweet. And I would just like throw dollar bills at them. So I just need, I need ways of, of, I want to rephrase that. They are all young people. Oh, that, <laughs> Don't throw yeah. dollar bills at them. Okay. But, um, <laughs> you know, you should have seen the hand motion I was doing during it too. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I need to come up with some, I have a, it's very easy for me to drop the money when somebody asks me to in a special way, not a lot of money, but I have no problem parting with, um, some extra change, but upping what we do every week, that is a little bit more, there's something going on there and I'm working on it. It's also, I think, easy to let giving become transactional. Yeah. I'm giving this to the church. The church owes me X. I'm giving this to God. God owes me X. It's really easy to start thinking it like that. That's something we need to avoid. Yeah. So if you look at Luke 6, it starts at 32. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? Or even sinners love those who love them. And if you did do good for those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those who expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But your love... Uh, but love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And I just, I read that and I was thinking about giving, and I'm like, it, there's the, I have an expectation that now I get to say, have say in the church, or I have an expectation that God is going to give back to me. That's kind of that prosperity gospel. It's like, it is not a transaction. God did not give to you. Um, your salvation as a transaction. And when you give yeah. back to God, it's not like, all right, I gave you 10% God, pour down the blessings well, the, on me. Yeah, that's that's not what it's prosperity about. Prosperity gospel is it's so not biblical. The biblical, I mean, the Bible says, no, give to God what is God's. Everything is God's. You don't give God money for, to get blessings. God gave you blessings. Now you should give back part of that. Yeah. Like you're You're not asking for everything. And the funny thing is the, the kids message that I did, the good news message that I did on the week that we did this sermon is I literally, um, I had like tickets because we do tickets and I gave them 30 tickets and I said, okay, all you have to do to, to keep these 30 tickets is to give three back. And they were like, okay. And they gave me three back. And I was like, was that so much? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, because I just gave you thir- like 30 tickets and yeah. all you had to do is give me three back. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, is one out of 10 that much? No. And that was the whole message. <laughs> because it's really not that much um, if if it is your baseline, right? If you mm-hmm. are planning on 100% of your money and somebody takes away 10%, it feels like a lot. But if you know that whatever you receive as your income, you only are going to keep 90% because that is that has embedded itself in your heart, then it's literally, it feels like almost nothing. So I guess the wrap up is it's not sinful to plan. It's not sinful to attentively and artfully manage manage your money. The difference we need to be 
the way we need to be different is in our objective. We're not there to accumulate money and we're not there to serve ourselves. Um, We are called to use the blessings of God to bring the kingdom and to steward our money to bring the kingdom. And if our focus is the kingdom, we can be sure that we are using our money well. So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. So that came up. So Dane asked me, like, walking out of kindergarten the other day, did Adam and Eve come right after the dinosaurs? (laughs) And I was like... Relatively? Oh, I was like, oh, buddy, I don't know how that all works. Um, In case you hadn't picked up on it yet, we're not anti-dinosaur Christians at this household. Um, And we are... Pretty pro-dinosaur. I think... Not we're not literalists in that way for sure. Um, I actually have a this really. I mean, it just made me reflect on the way I teach Adam and Eve. Anyway, um, I I am I believe that you can teach the stories um, without making a statement on their literalism um, to kids and letting the kids over their life fill in um, what makes sense and what God is revealing to them through the stories and not having to commit to one way or the other. Um, but science. And um, anyway, I, I kind of glossed it over to him and just, you know, I just don't know how that all works for sure. Um, but I do know that God created the world and then sin entered the world. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, I spoke the truth to him, um, but man, I did not think that the timeline of creation was going to come up independently from my kindergartner. It's hard because the truth of Genesis and the facts of Genesis are very separate. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so complicated. And like I said, um, no, I was not prepared to speak to my five-year-old about it. And the end, that is it. Why don't you pray us out? Dear Lord, help us be good stewards of the blessings you have given us. Help us understand why you gave us those blessings, what they're for, and what they're not for. Help us focus on what's important in life. Help us use our blessings to to benefit those things that are important and to benefit your children and to, to bring blessings on others. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos pod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.